learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. One of the most powerful tools in your hiring process is the phone interview. And the challenge that we have is that it's treated just as a screen to find out somebody has the skills needed. And this process usually takes an average of five to 10 minutes. It is such an opportunity lost because your first point of contact should be about establishing a relationship with the person or a connection with the person, regardless of the outcome. Your phone interview sets the stage for how you're perceived and severely affects your ability to hire. Today's quote, when it comes to success, there are no shortcuts. And that would be our friend, Bo Bennett. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and hiring managers solve difficult hiring challenges by identifying a specific problem, providing solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Christopher Wood. Chris is the director of recruiting for Rise Recruitment and the managing director for the Recruiting Collective, which is what makes Chris, the perfect guest for today's topic. Chris, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you. So we're going to delve into uh, a couple things today. We're going to cover why phone reviews are a critical part of the hiring process today more than ever, and then how to conduct an effective interview. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. So let's start with why phone interviews are important. Well, today, specifically with the, the relevant uh, pandemic that we're surviving, uh, yes. You don't get to have that face-to-face -face interaction anymore. You don't get to sit there and read the body language of the person in front of you, have that personal connection. And so now we have to do everything over the phone using technology. You and I both have the same belief that phone interviews are, are really important, right? And yes. we've used them as a very strong tool in the process, but I don't think a lot of people have. It's just been about, hey, when can you come in for an interview? They've been really short brief things to set up an interview. How do we take advantage of like, well, why is it important to understand to take advantage of a phone screen? Well, the phone screen gives you another opportunity to really get to know someone and see if they're gonna fit in with your team, not just on paper, what's on their resume, but also how they are as a person, how they interact, their communication skills, um, and really kind of save you time for bringing someone in if they're not the right fit. And, and there's so many people that may or may not fit that probably are passed over just based on looking at a resume. Completely agree. Yeah, so that's why I love phone conversations. I mean, look at you're talking to people, you're also building an employer brand. You're actually connecting with people, talking to them, and even if they're not the right fit, at least you're investing time into them, letting them know that they're not a right fit rather than letting them sink in your black hole of, of resume-ness. <laughs> yeah, because if you think about it, all the people who may be qualified, but maybe they're not great at building a resume, but they're qualified, you get to find that in the phone screen. If you don't phone screen them at all, then they think, oh, well, this company just passed me over. No, they're not interested. And now they have a negative connotation or negative brand awareness with your company. We talked about the pandemic, but like, so what should we be looking at now in a phone screen? Well, in a phone screen, this is the opportunity to not just review someone's work history or experience to see if they meet like the set qualifications per the job rec, but really to identify this person's goals, skills, or even interests. Because in this type of, before the pandemic, if you will, um, we had the lowest uh, unemployment rate. Now, sure. with people getting laid off or going on furlough um, by their employers, they're now kind of more scared. And so now you have to make sure you find the right person not someone who just needs money to survive the pandemic, but someone who actually this is going to be here long term 
because hiring someone is expensive. Yeah. And actually, what happens when things open up in maybe a few weeks or a month or whatever, and the company comes back to him and says, hey, we want you back. Exactly. You know, if you're going to go through that process, you want to make sure you can keep them. I totally agree. I agree with you 100%. Keep making sure that you're hiring the right person is more critical now than ever. Yes. Rather than just getting bodies to fill seats. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out what we do at stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional information on how you can book me to speak at your next meeting or conference. Today, our guest is Chris Wood. He's the director of recruiting for Rise Recruitment and the managing director of the Recruiting Collective. And we're talking about phone screens. So we just got into kind of why it's important that you spend some time doing a phone interview. Let's actually break down now, Chris, and get into how we conduct phone interviews. Run us through how you conduct a phone interview or how you can teach somebody to conduct a phone interview to extract the information they need in order for them to get the right person in the door. Well, first, I always evaluate the position that I'm hiring for. So if I'm hiring, say, a project manager, obviously this position, based on the person I'm hiring for, uh, they're looking for someone who has initiative, who can multitask, who can run multiple functions at once, as well as be able to delegate. And so on a piece of paper, it'll give me the perspective of, okay, they have three years experience, they have this background, but now I can actually come up with questions and formulate concepts to really engage and direct the phone conversation to where I can pull those soft skills out and see if they meet the same criteria of what we need. Let's go back to the soft skills. So how do you Mm -hmm. know what soft skills are needed for the role? If I'm an entrepreneur, I don't know, I just need to work done. So there's got to be some sort of evaluation to figure out what soft skills are needed. Well, it's actually, it's a great point because what this does is it allows us to kind of look inward and kind of evaluate our current condition, our current team, what we have on the team. And so if you're an engineering manager or you're an entrepreneur and you have a number of engineers and they're really good at their job, but there's no one who has leadership or no one who can delegate, well, you may want to look for someone who seeks, who has initiative or who's ambitious or who's maybe supervised individuals before or run a project because that can actually add something to your team that you don't have. And now you're coming at this not from just looking to the qualifications of an engineer or a project manager, but now you're looking at someone who actually can come in and strengthen your team without maybe a weakness or a blind spot it has. Well, we're also looking at a time where remote workforce has kind of all gone in into the home, right? So you really need people who can who can collaborate and work over and conduct meetings and be able to be able to work within. (laughs) Yeah, self-manage, right? I, I would imagine you know, really evaluating what that person looks like and, and what kind of uh, skills they bring to the table from a soft skills perspective is, is really key here. No, absolutely. How do you evaluate whether or not somebody fits into those soft skills? What I'll do is I'll evaluate if I need someone who's very aggressive or someone who is, takes initiative, has that extra kind of kick behind them to take control. What I'll do is I'll ask them a couple of questions about their last position. I'll ask them, tell me about a time that you had to run a project. What was that like? What did you have to do to get the job done? Or tell me a time when you had a deadline to meet. Some of the smart questions, you know, that are open-ended that allow them to kind of elaborate on their process and how they think and to kind of share those experiences to make sure that, you know, it actually is what they're saying they can do. They actually did. Now, I have a little bit um, of a format where I run through, which is kind of structured, um, Mm -hmm. which I people who have listened to the show have heard it before, but like I run off a format of pain, desire, and impact. What you're touching upon is like that key thing of what impact somebody made and how that correlates or gives you the evidence to 
figure out whether or not that person's going to fit into your your organization, right? Yeah. The other piece of it, like one of the things that I do on the desire part is I want to understand what somebody's vision is of where they're going to be successful. And if they'll tell me that, which most of them will before they know anything about my role, the fact of the matter is then they're going to give me a clear picture of where they're going to thrive, the type of environment they're going to do well in. But the impact piece, um, taking it to that, is I want to know how well this person performs in an environment. So those are the two pieces I use. Is there anything else that you use on your end that will get them to that point? Well, for me, I have them kind of describe uh, on the, instead of going through what they did on a daily basis at their last job or the last three jobs, I asked, I asked them to walk me through the company culture. How is this company set up? Is this, a, is this an enterprise level company? Is this a small company? You know, is it startup where you're kind of running multiple hats? Um, mm -hmm. You know, just to kind of get a feel for it. And then after they kind of share with me and I can tell that, oh, you know what, these are all startup. I'm like, well, it sounds like you love startup. Do you want to stay in that market? Or are you looking to get out of something and get more, more control or more stability? And then I just kind of evaluate that to really, it makes them kind of assess like, no, I love startup. I love the chaos. I love the everyday not knowing what I'm going to be doing. Or sure. they say, you know what? I'm burned out with startups. I would like to go somewhere that I can focus on one area and be great at it. It allows me to really understand if they're going to meet the role. Because if I have a startup company that I'm hiring for, they may not be the right fit for it then. And that is so true because they're trying to position themselves in a place that they're going to they're going to thrive, right? Yeah, so getting yeah. that information, you know, the important thing that you're, you're doing here is you're not selling them on your opportunity. You're finding out what they want. Yeah. And it's so, right? so much more better because for them, they may not even realize that they don't want to work in a startup or maybe they don't they realize they don't want to work in a corporate environment. They want to get their yeah. hands dirty more. Um, and so you kind of help evaluate their, their evolution too with their career path and let them kind of figure it out as well. And it makes a really great match on both sides. Well, it also sets the tone that you actually care about that person. Yeah. And if they're not the right, if they're not the right fit, you can kind of help them in the right direction. Of course. Yeah. Because if, you, if yeah. you go back to the example where everyone applies online and then you hope to get you know, off your resume, you hope to get called based on your experience or how well you did a resume. Well, at the same time, you know, you're a number there. You're not a person yet. When you're in the phone screen, you actually become a person and you're real and you can communicate that with, and, you commu and read the emotion from people. And I think it's important that when you as an entrepreneur or a hiring manager get a resume, treat it the same either way. If it's somebody who's an internal referral or somebody you get um, who's applied to your job, don't treat them differently. Take the time to find out who they are as a person because I think you'll be surprised. The ones with the best resumes are often not the best people. I found that the ones with the worst resumes in my career have been like the most outstanding people because they don't bother to put together a resume. I agree. That's, they don't that's want, exactly they don't want my to. point. They typically don't have the strongest resume, but they have tons of experience. They just don't know to put it on the resume because they're focused they, on what they do. Or they don't want to. Yeah. Like who wants to, <laughs> who wants to sit down and write a resume? Honestly, do you, I don't, you and I both look at hundreds of resumes on a daily basis Yeah, and they all look the same to me after a while. They do. I totally agree. So, and that's why I'm just like, let's just jump on a call. I want to hear who you are. Let's, let's learn more about exactly. you. Exactly. All right. So when making contact with the person, how should the company be making contact? In terms of a phone screen, um, I mean, yeah, they really should yeah. be reaching out to set the parameters of what the phone screen's about really kind of understand like this is a kind of a fact finding mission. Like this is a, this is a dual way street. I want to get to know you. You should get to know us. Um, really kind of making it in a positive manner that don't feel like we're just checking you out. Like you're checking us out as well. Yeah. And it should be treated both ways. 
for sure. Yeah. I always try to take it from the selfless perspective and say, hey, look at, I just want to get to know you as a person. And then at the end of this, if it makes sense to move forward, great. And if it doesn't, we can part as friends. I agree. But or potentially I'm, stay in touch for future opportunities that maybe you're not the perfect fit for now, but maybe a different one down the road. Lay out for me a structure that we can have our audience plug into that they can plug into their business right now. So how would they, how would they approach the phone screen? If you can give me like a point A, B, and C so that they can plug that into the business, that would be fantastic. So entrepreneur looking to hire right now, key hires, especially if they're entrepreneurs, because they need people that can help them win and take their company next level. A, self-evaluate yourself. What do you need? What do you, maybe a weakness you have, which I know can be difficult to evaluate yourself or your operation. What are you missing? That way, you know exactly what to find. The, the top three things or top one thing. That would be number A for me. Evaluate your current yeah. situation or yourself or your company. So then on part B, when you have to figure out who to find, we have to figure out, okay, where's this person going to be? If I'm looking for someone to be a project manager, but I'm a startup and I don't have the same pockets or compensation as a large corporation, well, is this a career move opportunity for them where they can expand their career experience and they can get a lot more experience here than they would at a large company? You have to evaluate those people. And so you don't necessarily look at, okay, I need a senior project manager. You look and say, huh, maybe there's a project manager or engineer, or whoever the position may be. Um, and you kind of evaluate that role and what, who wants to take this role? Yeah, and it's usually somebody who wants some sort of growth. Yeah. So somebody who's ready to move into the role, I, th mm -hmm. I find are the best hires because they have something to prove. Stop looking for people who have already done exactly what you need them to do because they're just going to do the same job and the only thing you have to offer them is more money. Yeah. If you have a director level role, you can look for somebody who's just become a director, mm -hmm. but don't look at somebody who's been a director for 10 years yeah. and they're most likely looking for a VP role and you're trying to get them to downgrade their level of responsibility. That's not good career management for anybody. So when they yeah. evaluate their role, they're not going to be interested. Unless, and I'll throw that caveat out, is I do see people that do that and they do it for more money. But there's yeah. always somebody with a bigger checkbook out there. Yeah, of So course it's there not is. good practice. Yeah. <laughs> so evaluate them, uh, then what? You evaluate them, they meet the criteria, they'd be a great fit. Bring them into your team. Um, let them see your facility, let show kind of pull back the veil and kind of walk them through what their day to day is going to be like, what your problems are and ask them how they would solve it. See what their, see what their opinions are. If they are on the same path with you and you guys can connect, well, this is great because you know, you have someone going to battle with you every day who has your best interest at heart, as opposed to someone who's just there to collect a paycheck. So this is something we can do in the phone screen. On the phone screen, you evaluate that kind of walking them through the process of what they've done in the past, but then inviting them once you realize they are the right type of person to a final interview instead of like a slew of additional phone screens or a slew of additional face-to-faces, you kind of bypass that through the phone screen because of how yeah. effective you're running it. You know, one of the things that I like to do when I'm learning about what somebody's interested in or what they desire is to feedback what I have that matches and then let them know the things that are not a match, right? So if they're looking for a startup and you're a startup, great, you know, we're a startup. They may be looking for a startup that's a little bit more uh, farther along than your startup. You got to let them know. You can't, you can't uh, hoodwink them or yeah. give them the impression that you're bigger than you are or anything yeah. like that. So you, you just need to be transparent about who you are and honest. The right person's going to be drawn to that. No, absolutely. And then, then you'll have a better idea of who you're hiring, who you're bringing in the process, because 
there's a lot of people out there, even in the lowest unemployment before the pandemic, uh, yeah. there's still a lot of people out there that you have to still screen through because there's a lot of people passively looking and they still may not be the right fit. With this, I think people are cautious right now, but they're still going to be at, like passively looking because nobody agree. knows what's going to happen. So this is a really good time. You know, I remember the times back in like the last recession that we hit mm -hmm. where companies like Google and Facebook went on a whole hiring binge. They picked off really good people. And if you're a smaller company and you can be able to do that, then do it. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's where you merge this like the Phoenix, right? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people right now, even who are still employed, who have not been laid off due to the conditions, who are... Yeah they're kind of scared because they don't know what to expect. They don't know if they're going to get laid off. So they're open. They're open to looking. Yep. So if you're looking to hire people that are going to be key strategic hires to help your organization grow, especially if you're an entrepreneur, right now would be the time to start working on it. Don't wait till things get back to normal. Yeah. And at least start building the relationship. If exactly. timing is not right right now, having those phone conversations, when they do start thinking, you'll be the first one they call back. Exactly. All right, what are the two or three key takeaways you can give the audience today, Chris, that they can plug into their business? Two to three key takeaways. Don't just look at the resume for a resume. Definitely talk to someone. It's a, they're a person, and they're going to be a person who's going to be a part of your organization, so you need to get to know them. Um, so definitely take the phone screen very seriously. Don't, it's, don't yep. make it kind of just an and, a little checkbox in your process. Make it a key part of your interview. Secondly, really evaluate, make them reflect as well, the person you're interviewing on what they want and get to know that rather than just selling your role in your company. Get to know them because you, you may get to know them and they may be great, but they may not be the right fit. And you'll save yep. yourself a lot of time and money and pain and anguish <laughs> from hire, making yeah. the wrong hire. 100%. All right. Well, we're just about out of time for today's show, Chris. Thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, um, I'm sure some of the members of our audience might want to uh, find out a little bit more about you. How do they reach you? Um, and, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, like anyone. Uh, you can find me, Chris Wood, and a big picture of my face on there. <laughs> um, otherwise, <laughs> go to uh, the Recruiting Collective. I have both the website and LinkedIn. I do have a Facebook, but I'm primarily on LinkedIn um, and our website. I show all the different events that we attend and the different areas that we specialize in. So that's probably the key spot for you to find me and my team. Awesome. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Christopher Decker, our producers, Andrea Ballen and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review and share. We welcome your feedback. We really uh, appreciate your comments and all the emails we get back from you guys. Uh, you can join the Higher Power Radio community at Hire, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be John Yagnoli. He's the CEO of JuSpot. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live Show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success, Rick Gerard.